0: Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am your host, Justin Lamb. As per usual, wouldn't it be weird if someone else started the show? I'm going to try that, maybe. You guys can be like, wait, that's not that guy. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why. Because it'd be fun. Because it'd be a good time. My producer's looking at me like, like I'm crazy. But also... It's a mere reflection of me because I am my own producer. This is episode forty-six. This is kind of a bonus episode. Like I said, there's so many amazing slash terrible uh, horror movies from the '90s, and I'm feeling Halloweeny. Yeah, I said weenie, and I wanted to do some extra episodes on some of these, some of these movies, and in this case, some of these terrible movies. And I'm excited to share with you what I have watched. And in case you haven't checked it out yet. Remember, you can go to the blog on justinlammusic.com. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-L-A-M-B-M-U-S-I-C dot And I posted the PDF file that shows every single horror movie from the 90s. I think there's like 349 of them, uh, give or take 10 or 15. Uh, and a surprising number of them, I mean, at least a third of them are streaming somewhere, primarily Amazon. Uh, and I have an updated list of that, too. And actually, if you want the list emailed to you specifically, uh, go ahead and shoot me an email. Beersand90s at gmail.com. B-E-E-R-S-A-N-D-9-0-S at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'll send you this PDF list of all the 90s movies from... on uh, the 90s horror movies. And you can watch along with me, or you can kind of pick your favorites, or make a recommendation. I mean, we're still only in the first third of the month right so let's get this party started i also have a beer i'm very excited to try tonight um i'm just pumped for uh, i'll explain it we'll get to it you know i don't like to give stuff away until we get to that part of the show why do i talk at all in the beginning none of it makes sense on that note let's get started So before we get to this terrible 90s horror movie that I watched, we are going to get to... This might be a a new guy to the show. I don't think I've ever drank this on the show before. This is from Elk Brewing. and They are out of Grand Rapids, Michigan or Comstock Park, Michigan or wherever you want to visit them. Of those two locations. Um, So I have this thing. If I see a peanut butter and jelly beer, I have to buy it. Because one time I had one... That was so perfect I couldn't believe it a lot of times it's an overpowering peanut butter and then you don't get any of the jelly uh, or sometimes it's fruity uh, and there's no peanut butter which it doesn't make any sense and then sometimes it's a stout sometimes it's a blonde sometimes it could be any number of things this specifically is PB and jelly spelled uh, J-A-L-E-Y with accents all over the place I don't know if that's supposed to be like Italian or what. I don't speak, I don't speak anything other than American. That's, that's my ignorant American voice. So this is Elk Brewing, like I said, PB and Jaylee. This is a Blonde Ale and they claim right on the front of the can here, peanutty up front with a Concord grape finish, which is like my perfect (laughs) peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, You know mix in some white bread we'll call it a day but oh it's pouring a nice uh I imagine if you liquefied peanut butter and liquefied grape jelly you would get a very similar uh golden see it's got a golden haze but it's also got a shouldn't say haze it's very clear but it's golden but it's got it's definitely got some grape color behind it too so this is exciting. I'm excited about this. So let's give it a try. Elk Brewing PB and Jelly. <laughs> I feel like I have to say that in a weird PB and jelly. Let's give it a shot. Okay. Okay. I'm interested. Um, oh, there it is. Holy shit. I was going to say, I get the peanut butter. It's really light. Uh, it's. I mean, if this was a stout, obviously that would be a much stronger taste, the peanut butter, but yeah, it's really light, and then the second I, as I just spoke, I, you could taste like someone threw a piece of jelly in the back of my throat. Oh, that's amazing. How do they do that? How do they do that? Yeah, the peanut butter hits you right in the front of your tongue, and when you're done swallowing, you can, let it and it's straight up Concord grape jelly. Absolutely. Wow, that is fantastic. Bravo elk brewing Bravo and it's nice to have the the peanut butter and jelly flavor in a blonde ale as opposed to uh, Like a stout It's it's not as heavy and those two flavors can definitely be filling on their own. So it's nice to have it not be Super heavy. This is really good I'm always so skeptical because nothing's ever matched up to the one that and I can't remember the the one that I had that I loved so much if I know there's a peanut butter stout from Grand Armory that I absolutely adore but a peanut butter and jelly I can't remember who did the best one I think it was at a bar and it was in a flight and so I will never remember who that was but you don't need that you can just go get Elk Brewing PB and Jelly uh, they're out of Comstock Park, Michigan Grand Rapids, Michigan Michigan, Michigan go check it out This is delicious. I'm so excited about this. Not as excited as I am for this movie. All right? So let's... I'm going to keep drinking this, and we're going to keep moving on so we can get into this terrible movie. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Right this week, this episode, I can't say this week, I think this is the second episode this week. I might have four episodes this week. I keep talking to people about horror movies and people want to do the podcast and I am not one to shy away from a guest. Might hear from my wife soon for one of our favorite 90s horror movies. So, that's not what we're doing today though. Today, we are talking about Dolly Dearest. Dolly Dearest comes out in 1991 and the premise is ridiculous <laughs> and it's a, you you know a great bad horror movie is one that is made to not be bad you know they make horror movies that are funny because they, they make them to be funny They're like let's make it campy and this one's just terrible because it was terrible and I could not be more excited about it uh, right at the height of the doll phase a child's play I believe came out a couple years earlier than this there was the movie Dolls, which is also a horror movie. I can't remember when that came out. Uh, but this was this was at the height of, like, animatronic dolls. So this was perfect. Um, Chucky, eat your heart out. So here's the premise of Dolly Dearest. Uh, there's a family, the Wade family. And when the Wade family moves to Mexico to open up a doll-making factory, which... For the record, it's a previously owned doll making factory that fell into disrepair that the family apparently bought so they could make their millions making dolls. I don't understand that, first of all. Uh, And then when they get there, there's so many plot holes in this movie. So they get there, they find out uh, this doll factory is old as shit. For some reason, though, is even though it's like dusty and old, and there's like old doll parts everywhere, which a plus on the scare factor, cause doll parts everywhere throughout the whole movie, like in the, in the basement of the house they're living in, which that's another damn plot hole, but there's doll parts, doll eyes, doll heads, doll arms. Uh, I feel like I'm singing a whole song here, but there's doll parts everywhere, and so. They buy this doll making factory and I burped up some peanut butter and jelly just now, but it was delicious. Just as good that time. Hey, hey, I'm not here to impress you, but I love you. Anyway, next to this doll factory, just so happens, there's an archaeological dig. And that's actually the first thing we see in the movie is some archaeologist trying to get into what clearly looks like an old... Uh, ancient Mayan tomb and as he's trying to pry the door open it flies off and lands on top of him crushing him and and killing him and then three (laughs) three little red electricity bolts come out and uh, very evil dead too We, we follow them from their point of view right into this doll factory what we learn is the doll factory later and that's the beginning of the movie, before the credits or anything. So you're like, oh, okay. So something came out of this tomb, and it went into this old-ass building. Then we find out it's a doll factory. And when they arrive at this busted-up doll factory uh, with dusty old doll parts everywhere, for whatever reason, there's three or four like condition dolls just like hanging out in the factory. Like, oh, we completed these. You know decades ago and forgot about them and now they're just sitting here and of course the daughter of the family wants to keep one of them guess what the dolls have been taken over by whatever evil force came out of the archaeological dig but hey about that archaeological dig we need someone to come fill in now that professor what's his name is dead because some door fell on him in the first 30 seconds of the movie so who do they bring in rip torn Uh, In my opinion, the biggest name in the movie, though as I did some more research, you could say Denise Crosby might be, but Rip Torn, no, no, I take that back immediately. Rip Torn is above Denise Crosby. Rip Torn's been in so many movies. Uh, If you don't know who Rip Torn is, listen to his damn name. Look him up. You definitely know who he is. He's been in too many things. When I think of him, though, I always think of him as Tom Green's father in the movie Freddy Got Fingered. (laughs) Which is a terrible movie. Uh, But like really good, but really, really terrible. Um, But he comes and he explains to the family, oh, it's not a Mayan tube, it's a Sansian tube. And Sansian are apparently a, a tribe of Satanists from 900 years ago. I guess at this point it would be 930 years ago. Let's just, you know, try to keep accurate to this 1991 epic film. Um so the the evil that came out was like some satanic evil and as the story goes the Sansian uh wanted to create a evil spawn of satan that was the body of a child but the head of a goat and then they fed it warm blood of children lovely so these dolls become possessed start murdering yada 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 uh the animatronics in this are pretty impressive. Like I was actually considering this is '91. I was pretty impressed how the dolls' faces moved, how their arms, their hands. I kept thinking, like, did they just bring in some little kids to do this? And they might have, uh, but it looked really good. And if they did bring in little kids, they were for sure wearing weird rubber rubber gloves, so they looked like doll hands. Uh, it was it was done really well but didn't take away from the fact that the movie's terrible um fun story i'm in michigan as most of you know but uh the son of the family of the doll making family uh chris demetrol he was born in royal oak michigan and appeared in episodes of dawson's creek 90210 step by step and blossom the 90s dream he was also a regular on the series dream on Which I need to do an episode on, because that that ran for like six seasons in the 90s. And I remember liking it, though I don't remember anything about it. And Dream On was made by the people that made friends. Before they made friends. I'm filled with fun trivia. Uh, Candace Hudson, who is the daughter who is like best friends with the doll. Okay, this drives me nuts throughout the whole movie too. So she has this doll, but the whole movie she calls it dolly. Like I, I, I wasn't a little girl with a doll growing up, but based on my experience, people didn't call dolls Dolly. They gave them names. Am I wrong here? Can I have people that grew up with dolls tell me? Did they? Did they? Didn't they give them names? Even if it was like, I don't know, Mrs. Doll something. She just goes, "Come on, Dolly. This is Dolly. I want to play with Dolly." It's really frustrating and it's distracting from the intertwined plot of this film. But anyway, Candace Hudson, the little girl, she is the voice of Sarah, the Triceratops from Land Before Time. Who knew? And so uh, this was when she stepped outside of the animation studio and onto the big screen a very small big screen as this had a very limited midwest opening before it just went straight to video in 1992 so good job there dolly dearest uh and then denise crosby the mother she's been in a number of things on the note of halloween she was a regular in walking dead uh as mary for i think one season maybe two uh she was also in the original pet cemetery so also sticking with the horror movies But, so there's a lot of plot holes in this movie. And I I feel like I need to discuss some of them. Okay, are you ready? First of all, why are these dolls already made at the doll factory when they get there? I don't understand this. This doesn't make any sense to me. The whole thing's, like, the factory's fallen apart. And they even talk about it when they get there. The, The dad's, like, says to his, I don't know, real estate lawyer? I don't know who this guy's supposed to be when they arrive. But he's like where did you, where'd you get all those documents you sent me about the condition of the building? He goes, oh, I copied them from American documents. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, so this place is like hit the fuck up, but then there's just these dolls that are in perfect fucking condition. And they're the ones that end up, you know, murdering a bunch of people. Uh, and then I guess the plan, as far as I can tell, is they're just gonna keep designing these same dolls from this washed up Mexican factory uh, with the same parts that are there there's no I don't understand it I don't understand it at all when they're on the plane flying into Mexico at the beginning of the movie the dad shows his daughter a picture we don't see the picture but he shows his daughter the picture and says you see we're going to make a bunch of these dolls and it's going to make little girls like you happy all over the world but I mean I guess not Unless he had a picture of some doll that some, like, podunk Mexican factory was making. And this is not, like, this factory is smaller than my house, so I don't know what their, what their output was, but I don't imagine it was too much. And then they never mention if the factory and the house that they're moving into are related in any way, because they're not, like, next to each other. Uh, they're actually quite a far ways away and we find that out when the Sun sneaks out one day and runs to the archaeological site from the house and it takes him forever and he has to go through a cemetery and a dog almost kills him anyway uh, why is the house filled with doll parts in the basement they're not related and if they are that scene got cut so even though there's an elaborate death scene in the basement and there are doll parts everywhere uh, including some creepy eyeballs that they use for good special effects, they don't ever explain why there's a, it's very confusing. It's very, very confusing. Um, so I don't I guess there's no new doll design and they're just using all these old parts. so that's that's how they're gonna make their millions. Um, so the, this evil comes out right? Some supernatural satanic evil comes out of a tomb and it goes into this factory and it possesses these dolls. And then at the end, spoiler alert, and I mean that, if you guys want to watch this, fast forward right now, but I'll do a 30 seconds for you. Ready? 30 seconds. So at the end, they use dynamite and blow up the factory and the dig site. And that apparently kills everything. And before the explosion is even like calmed down, the credits are up. And they're like, it's finally over, I think is the last line. And you're just like, what? The, what? No, why? Why is it over? Some supernatural evil from 900 years ago just escaped through a tomb, took over some dolls, and and you blew up the dolls, and the evil doesn't just find somewhere else to go. That's it. No ritual has to be done. Like, what? That can't be true. Do your homework. Why Why was it locked up in a tomb with a bunch of warning messages from this old tribe if you, they just had to blow it up? that I don't like it. That doesn't make any sense to me um and then so so, and i I, you gotta correct me here because one's a tomb one's a crypt i think the crypt is the big building right and then the the actual coffin inside the sarcophagus is the tomb i don't know how that works but so the evil escapes when they open the big door and at the beginning like uh it's like a mausoleum door i guess when they open that door the evil escapes the evil doesn't escape like towards the end of the movie when Rip Torn actually opens the sarcophagus itself and there's uh, this decomposed body of a child with a goat head because turns out they actually did have like a spawn of Satan and it's mummified body was in there. That by the way uh, that they could do something with. I would watch prequels with that. That was creepy as shit. You want to give me a, a, a tiny child with a goat's head who, like, is just doing some satanic shit? That would freak me out. I'd watch that. I'd watch that for sure. But no, it's just a little prop in a, in a tomb or in a coffin, sarcophagus. I don't know what these things mean. Uh, but why, why, why didn't the evil get released then? So the evil was just in the bigger building? I mean, that's a pretty, it's a pretty bad job of putting things away. Wouldn't you want it in the coffin? with the actual evil being, instead of just floating around I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Didn't make any sense to me. And then uh that's I mean that's there's some there's a lot of plot holes. The acting is the you know what? The acting's fine. The writing is really not great. And considering this poor lady, Maria something Maria Lise, I think is her name, written and directed by I looked her up and she did like some no credit acting roles and then she did some writing and some directing after dolly dearest she did like four episodes of silk stockings and that was the last of her directing career because damn uh i don't know what the problem was with this movie i don't imagine it was a budget problem if you watch it there's not a lot of money involved they did film it in mexico city um, Which seems unnecessary because there's like two locations in the entire thing that you could easily throw up in a hill in California somewhere. But uh, good job, I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm happy I saw it because I love the bad horror movies. Um, but so so many things are wrong with this movie. Go check it out. It is streaming on Amazon right now. Dolly dearest. Uh, you can also check out movies like Mirror Mirror and Mirror Mirror 2 if you have Stars, I think it is right now, uh, no, on Hulu uh, The Prophecy with Christopher Walken the first, second, third one are all on there, Uh, and I think maybe the fourth and fifth one, I don't care about any of those the first and second one are the only ones from the 90s the third one came out in 2000 and I remember seeing the cover of it when I worked at Blockbuster and it freaks me out because Christopher Walken freaks me out a little and then uh, God, there's there's a bunch. So check those out. But if you have if you have an hour and 33 minutes, watch Dolly Dearest streaming on Amazon right now if you're a Prime member. Uh, and tell me which thing, because I'm so curious to know other people's opinions on this 1991 masterpiece. Alright, we're going to wrap it up. It's a shorty, but a goody. Uh, one, of, one of many, probably, for this wonderful October month with all these terrible 1990s horror movies, and we're going to go through uh, a bunch of them, and we're going to talk about them. And if you want to watch ahead of time, then go do that, and then listen to the podcast. How much fun would that be? Did you guys do that with National Lampoons? We did a whole episode. It's Christmas vacation. We just talked over the audio you can sync it up and watch it with us i wonder how many people did that uh, but <laughs> i'm going to keep this going if you want to uh, talk if you want us to talk about a specific movie from the 90s shoot me an email beersand 90s at gmail.com or send me a tweet or instagram facebook it's all at beersand90s. B 90s b-e-e-r-s-a-n-d-9-0-s and if you want to check out that pdf list and you don't want to actually reach out to me personally to get it you can find it on the blog page of justinlammusic.com. Tell your friends about the show. Keep on listening, like, subscribe, follow. Uh, give me a firm handshake and a smack on the booty when you see me, and we will keep this party going. Thank you to Elk Brewing. This PB and jelly, jelly. You guys have to see how it's spelled; otherwise, it makes no sense that I'm saying it like this. But yeah, it's PB and jelly. Uh, Thank you guys. This is delicious. I'm going to actually oh, sip some right now and hit the mic with my glass. Delicious. Um, Dolly Dearest. 1991. Amazon. Check it out. You have another recommendation? Let me know. Keep watching horror movies. Enjoy your Halloween month. Don't be a Halloweeny. We'll cover stuff like Hocus Pocus too, but... You gotta watch the scary stuff. Especially the stuff that's supposed to be scary and it's not. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Alright, keep your pants on. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye bye